guys welcome back to another episode of the trekway with gray welcome you as always cheers great welcome back um Howdy. We're, we're a day late we're not really late it's just we tried to do it the thursday but it's not always possible obviously it's thanksgiving in the states yesterday so gray is now mm. absolutely probably still full of turkey and all kinds of goodness so uh, yeah, I guess he was not eating leftovers it. today probably tomorrow if probably we tried to, if we tried to record yesterday <laughs> he'd be lying back in his chair like oh yeah trouble that would be snoring, food coma. Snoring. What would you, yeah. you say about that episode? Yeah, the meat, the meat sweats. You know what it's like. Um, so yeah, uh, <laughs> we we are we are back uh, for another episode today. Star Trek Prodigy season one, episode fifteen called Masquerade. Um, yeah, Green and I weren't as big a fan of this episode as usual. We will keep our scores to the end, but yeah, that's, that's safe to say, Gray. I w- you would put that at the top of your list. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, not at the top of my list, no. Maybe, maybe not at the bottom as well. We'll get another, what, five episodes after this? But we do an absolutely great review, and I point out all kinds of crazy stuff in this episode. Well, yeah, yeah, that's why it works. Like, <laughs> I miss some things, Gray picks them up. Gray misses some things, I pick them up, and then we put it in, and then before you know it, you've got a complete review. Um, but yeah, no, we'll, we'll fire in then. We'll fire in, and we'll obviously try and talk up the good points of the episode and not be completely mm-hmm. down on it. So... <laughs> There are some chuckles in this episode, like there are in every episode of Star Trek Prodigy. Yep. Uh, we 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 open up Gray on uh, the proto star just going through space, doing its thing, and we have Dal doing his star date. Uh, but this time, because he's a kid and he's a bit bored, he just goes star date. Um, who cares? Pretty much, I had a chuckle at that. Did you find that amusing? Did you find that a bit cheeky? Are you very religious on the star um, date? I found it amusing. I- I, I mean, considering that these are again supposed to be kids, whatever. Yeah. Um. Or I hate to say kids because it makes it sound like they're five years old. You know, it's more like young adults or pre or or teenagers, I guess. Yeah. Is yeah, better. yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I would give the benefit of the doubt that a teenager once in a while that's fed up with something, something, like, eh, whatever. <laughs> you know. And it happens to be so flying not- a starship that's really powerful. It's a bit scary if you think about it. Yeah, it is. I think that's why uh, what Vice Admiral Janeway is like, well, where are these kids? <laughs> like, yeah, I, I know. I know we had Mirth last week sitting on one of the controls and firing a torpedo at the Dauntless. That uh, just says it all. <laughs> the only one low point of that episode was that. Oh, come Otherwise, on. It you said episode. it's been done so much before in cartoons has, and stuff. It has been done. Um, right, yeah. So he, he's uh, a bit bored at uh, this stage when we found out a little uh, shortly why he's a little bit bored. Uh, Murph, Mr. Murph is back. He's walking. He's 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 not used to his body. It's a bit like a toddler, uh, Gray, just learning to walk and right. whatnot and do its thing. Uh, and he's like that as well. He's, uh, <laughs> he's chill-wielding two phasers. Don't know why. Firing them endlessly everywhere, having a great time, nearly killing his crew in the process. Um, which I had a chuckle with, but your your man O'Connor, who we were both, at least I was calling him O'Connor last week, so apologies. No, it's O'Connor. That dodgy captain, freight captain I picked up last week, he's still there. And I'm like, what, what, what's his angle? It's just a bit random. I think it's going, I think it's a little bit dodgy that he's still here, Gray. I'm thinking he's maybe up to no good. Um, well, he hitchhiked, so, you know. <laughs> Hitchhiker, yeah, I'll prompt my hitchhikers. Um, it just seemed a bit random, but you know, we'll get to him in a little bit. Um, he, he, uh, <laughs> for whatever reason, he decides to trap Murph in a, ha- a, a large hamster ball. Now, why a hamster ball and why he's in it for most episode, I don't know, but it's maybe his new hole. I, 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 just a little bit. Silly. I don't know. There's, there's, I, I get confused sometimes because Murph seems to be like, well, first he's a pet, no, and then he's a then he's a member of the crew. Okay, I get it. Then he's he's morphed or not really morphed, but I guess evolved into a whatever different form he's in now. But I, they still kind of treat him like a pet sometimes. And I'm like, y'all got to make up your mind. Is he a pet? 
Is he a member of the crew? I mean, what, what's Boy, going something on? else, but we'll get to that, what, what ends up being. Right. Uh, do you know who he reminds me of? Like, the physical form. Uh, Haribo, you know, the, the sweeties, the candies for kids and adults. Haribo. Oh, yeah, 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 the, yeah. yeah the gummy he, bear he, he thing. Looks like, yeah, it looks like a little gummy bear thing, like the walking gummy bear thing. Uh, but I love Murph. Everyone loves Murph. You put here, um, Gray, that uh, Dal was having the beginnings of an identity crisis. Is that when he's doing his daydreaming stuff at the start, yeah? Yeah, at the beginning, he's obviously suffering from issues of the, of who he. He's been suffering from issues of who he is all along this, yeah. the series. So I think they're just kind of it's coming to a head in this episode, uh, as, as we're going to see as we do it. Uh, the only thing with Murph, like I was saying before, is I thought the whole thing with the phasers in his hand going crazy was absolutely stupid. I didn't understand because- it. Why? If he didn't know how to fire it and he accidentally fired it near one of his colleagues, maybe, but going like this on purpose, I didn't get that. I mean, my my only thing is now, ever since he evolved into this new form, it sounds, like his, it sounds like his brain has devolved backwards because now he's acting like a complete idiot. <laughs> before before he wasn't acting so stupid, so now he's like, sure, I just happened to pick up two phasers from somewhere and decide to shoot them all over the place. Like, wait a minute, you were at least somewhat intelligent before. What, what what happened to you? So it was just like, come on, yeah. and he couldn't. And he's cutting up the stairs and just spinning around. You know, it could, could have killed his whole crew. But yeah, okay. I'm thinking it's because he's got hands now. I don't think he had hands before. I may be wrong. I don't think he did. So he's got hands. He's doing silly. Well, things, te- but, yeah. technically, and we'll kind of see later in the episode. But technically, I don't think he does. It's just that he's evolved into a form where he can do different things. So in order to identify or do stuff that the crew can do. Now he knows how to make hands and legs. Oh, is that so, what you meant? Right, okay. No, that's, yeah. that's what I meant. I thought you meant he was a walking horrible without arms or hands, and I was thinking that's a bit strange. No, no. It, it, it's, <laughs> he's manufactured his own hands and feet to be more bipedal like the rest of the crew. He doesn't uh, have to be. He just chooses to be, I think. And we'll see why later in the episode without giving it away. Our favorite type of species, the bipedal type. Unless you like species yeah. 8472. Um... But yeah, so we, we we move on, and I I I like this this part here. Uh, at first, with this character Gray, without giving it away uh, for a split second, um, before we get his name, I was wondering who this guy was. Oh, I recognise that bloody voice. Who is it? Turns out it's your man, Admiral Jellico. He's back. The dodgy guy that was involved with Riker and the Pegasus. Was it, it was him in the Pegasus project, wasn't it? So I must... Mm-hmm. Now, this this timeline didn't make a bit of sense to me because if this is Jellico who was... No, do you know who it was? It wasn't... It, I, my apologies, it wasn't. He was the guy that took charge of the Enterprise D while Picard went uh, on that secret mission to Cardassia, the Five Lights. Oh, okay. lights. Remember that? That was him. That was him. Because <laughs> I was thinking it was the guy involved with the uh, the uh, Riker and the uh, the starship that was cloaking against the Treaty of Algeron, but it wasn't right. because that was before. So yeah, that's where that came from. I Jellico is back. Uh, I never really liked him back then because he he, he kind of messed about with Picard. I'm not a fan of anyone that does that. Um, he's basically denying Vice Admiral Janeway's. Um, uh, I, I call her real Janeway. Uh, Gray calls her VA Janeway now. Vice Admiral Janeway, I like that. Nice one, Gray. Uh, real Janeway's request to go into neutral zone. Um, she's obviously wanting to follow Protostar. She can't because she's not allowed to. But she's basically saying, you know, this is a weapon that Romulans can't get a hold of. Um, and he says, well, you know, destroy it if you if you you have to um did you like seeing admiral jellico back you, you did notice that um was it him that you said gray that you didn't like the voice acting from yeah i, I thought that i i'm sorry maybe the voice actor does other stuff that's good but the voice actor in this playing uh admiral jellico sounded like way too juvenile the acting was bad i mean he was he was overemphasizing words that made it sound more like a typical cartoon because in typical cartoons that are funny i always say bugs bunny but there's lots of them like this um and, and they use these over exaggerated voices on purpose um and it just seems like they plucked this guy from that world 
and brought him into the Star Trek Prodigy world. And I'm sitting there going like, dude, what? You, why are you overacting on this? This should just be played straight. And yet he's sitting there just, like, just making all these really odd inflections and forced voices and stuff like this. And I'm going like, this guy doesn't even sound real. <laughs> Do you I not mean, think not, it was not the, at all? Do you not think it was the guy that played Admiral Jellicoe on the TV show? I thought it was well, maybe, him. Must have been. Maybe it was, but I, I don't know for sure. We'll check it out. But I just thought the whole scene was his was this overacting, overemphasis, over whatever, over everything in his voice. Uh, you know, he like when he says Vice Admiral Janeway, right? He was trying to be stern, right? And he goes Vice Admiral Janeway, and I'm like. Who talks like that? <laughs> like, yeah, cool, apparently. yeah, but it just sounded so bad. It sounded so fake and sounded so like, like condescending. Like I'm talking to a child or, or, and, and they just overacted. And I'm just like, Ugh, this is like, all, all I can think great is it probably was, I mean, you tend to not use a character like that unless you can get the person who played that character to come back and voice or act the part. I mean, I, I, there are exceptions, of course. You you try and get your guy or gal mm. if you can. It's probably that that I can't, and I, none of us off the top of our head know the actor's name, but um, I liked his performance um, in, uh, in The Next Generation. I just didn't like it. He was a kind of semi-bad guy in that respect. Um, for yeah. me, he's probably not used to the voice acting. He's probably, he's probably that's maybe his first, role he's been asked to do for voice acting or he's done very yeah. few so he's not used to it and there is an art to it as we've discussed they're definitely not it's not easy uh having nothing oh, in front no, of no, you, no. you know and and have to do this and all this and into a but microphone see, would, you know if that's true then i would go back and say it's the director's fault i mean these people yeah. will do multiple 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 takes until they get the until they get it right so there's no excuse to have something like that slip by when you could easily just direct it and say, hey, look. Or the person that done the audition, if there was one. Right. I mean, you, you, the director should have said, listen, that's really sounding forced. Um, you know, got to tone that back a little bit and talk a little more, you know, serious, whatever, you know. Yeah. And then he would have delivered the lines differently and it would have been fine. But it, so I really fault the directing. And, yeah. and maybe, the, maybe I fault the directing entirely instead of the acting. So I, I maybe. I may be way off base because it's up to the director to have that come off sounding proper. Yeah. Oh, so. yeah. It's a good shout, Graham. I'm not going to argue with that one, to be fair. Um, so, yeah, uh, Jellicoe's back um, and he's been his usual arsey self. Uh, not, not much has changed there. Um, we... By the way, just to interject, the, okay. I thought the writing of, of the reasons he was giving Jellicoe for not giving her the rights to go into the neutral zone actually are pretty sound. Of course, yeah. I mean, There's rules so, that was, so that was fine, right. So the writing to that, it was fine. It was just the way he delivered all the lines that sucked. Um, but, it, but it made sense. But, it, but it, made, it made less sense or sounded less believable because it just the lines just weren't delivered right. Yeah, yeah no, but directing there, maybe just not the best in that respect. Um, mm. So after the little telling off from Jellicoe to uh vice admiral janeway uh she's obviously frustrated at this stage the the crew back in the proto star um the they rock up to a place called noble isle um on uh o'connor's suggestion because this is a place outside federation jurisdiction it's uh it's a there's a space elevator at the top that literally takes you down to the planet which we love to see because there's there's science fiction there galore. There's theory, real life theory based on us, and it's nice to see another one in Star Trek. It's the only way mm -hmm. you can get up and down from this planet because of the, the uh, what did they call it, Gray? I, was, I think it was the yeah, yeah, the atmosphere I, and ionic, ionic discharges the, uh, and whatnot, interference. And, yeah. yeah, it's a typical line in Star Trek when. They just want to give a story angle. Well, I don't have a problem with it, to be fair. Um, well, if you, if you think about it, it's pretty cool because it makes sense. If the place is kind of dodgy, where would you want to be located? Below, below oh, yeah, an yeah. atmosphere that you, you would have a hard time, you know, yeah. trying and it, to figure out. And it's dodgy as hell, this place, as we get to see. It really is. Um, the, the crew actually take the elevator down to the planet. And Gray and I both agree it's, um, it is very cool to see this. Like, you know, it's based on sci-fi it's in sci-fi a lot and there is real science behind it um what i note here is when they're going down this uh, the, the elevator there's this uh like display that comes on uh, here in flight entertainment if you will 
and this dodgy character comes on, this dodgy doctor, um, and she says basically <laughs> that, you know, there's this is the place to come to for uh, augmentations and alterations to your system and all that. Yep. And you're just thinking, my, there's a reason that the Federation... Because I, I think to note here is Hollow Jamie does say before you go, be careful because you're in the neutral zone. This is not a sanctioned place. Be careful when you go down there. This is what they're known for. We don't sanction any of this because it's not safe. But you know it's going to go somewhere. Clearly with this angle, they wouldn't have mentioned that. Um, so yeah, um, they they go down to the planet. They meet um, <laughs> they meet uh, they said dodgy uh, geneticist uh, a doctor Jacko who I put in here in brackets Michael question mark he he. Uh, no, it's not that Michael Jackson. I'm pretty sure he's he's still dead. Um, but yeah, she's called Doctor Jacko, and Jacko, Wacko Jacko, might there might be something Maybe. to this. Yeah. yeah, there might be something to this. Um, <laughs> unless you just look at her, you look at this Doctor Gray, and you think, yeah, this 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 is one dodgy chick. She's yep. up to no good. This episode's going to go south. Someone's going to get alterations. I knew off the bat as soon as she was mentioned. Why would you mention? what she does if they're not going to right, right. change someone, you know? It was it was way too obvious that, that that's what was going to happen. Exactly. You've you, you got to use it for... Another, another little bit of, of bad writing. They could have kind of made it a little harder to guess. <laughs> yeah, until you actually get down there. Exactly. But hey, yeah. kudos to the name, Dr. Draco. He, he, we love it. Um, it she's fascinated at this stage, Gray, with Dal. We first initially... Who, who does... Who does she? No, we think she's she looked like she was Murph. Murph. Yeah, she looked like she was looking at Murph, but not bypasses really. Him. Yeah, she bypasses right back. Yeah, right to Dal. Uh, fascinated with his tail and his neck, skin, his skin color, and the appendage back here. Everything. And all the other things. Yeah, what did they call that thing sticking out there? It's. Uh, Ang- I think they call it ganglia. That's it. It's what uh, Saru's got yeah. in Discovery, isn't it? He he. Oh, he had that. They cut that off. Um. Yeah. Spoiler in case you don't know that, Gray. Um, but yeah, so she's fascinated with him. She's not saying, you know, she knows where he came from, but what he came from. And I'm like, what? Uh, Gray yeah, what? notes here, 26 species, Gray. I forgot that part. That many. You you thought that was a bit too much. And yeah, I agree like, with you, mate. Like way too much. A few, three, four, maybe, but... 26 that doesn't no. happen to anyone ever no no and and first of all it would be if it would be probably almost impossible to be able to blend 26 species all together and have the character actually live yeah you know so yeah it was it was just getting really overboard which is going on with the theme we've been talking about with this episode but it's a kid show gray as you keep reminding me no no <laughs> no but this is yeah this has gone way kid now like let's just They'll believe anything we write at this point. That's true. You know, and I go, oh, no. You're sculpting their young minds, so please don't make it crap. I think that's what you're right. To exactly. Say. <laughs> keep it, keep it semi-intelligent. I'll accept some goofy things, but not just no. That's not. That's just another one. But anyway. Yeah. No, I agree with you there. Great. I'm glad you picked up the 26 species thing. Um, Dow's essentially Dow's identity crisis is is gray notes here has hit a, a, a high peak now because uh, he's just feeling like he is a field experiment, rightly so, because, you know, he's a mm. he's a test tube baby, essentially. He doesn't have parents as such, um, and he feels really down. Uh, he, the doctor obviously, of course, offers to upgrade him, change him. He says, no, thank you. Yeah. And I was like, that's nice. We can nice. make you better. Yeah, we can make you better. <laughs> we can fix you. Define better, but... Um, yeah. And then we were like, at this stage, we're like, okay, yeah, you've done the right thing. I'm surprised by that. As soon as the rest of the crew go out the room, though, he literally goes up to her quickly again and goes, how long will it take? And I was like, oh, here we go. Here we go. Um, and- I think the whole reason he did that, it was obvious because Okuna left the room with the, with the crew. Okuna, and he's about you've stuff. changed his name. Yeah, I probably did that by accident. Never mind, Okuna. Yeah, Okuna, whatever. By the way, in the in the I, I gotta double check this because I could be wrong. But in the previous episode where we first met this character, yeah. right? Yeah, his name was O'Connor. Are you sure? 
I'm almost 100% positive. So I looked I. at the credit. Yeah, yeah. And I wrote O'Connor into our notes because I double-checked this. And now all of a sudden it's O'Connor, and I'm like, uh, wait a minute. So I, I'm going to go back and check that. But if I'm right, and I'm pretty sure I am, then writing slip-up. Maybe it was Maybe it was O'Connor, Gray, but maybe this episode was written from someone from Boston. Unless his first and, name was know, O'Connor, O'Connor, but that would be kind of weird. Maybe it was someone that wrote it from Boston. You know how they shorten everything a lot. That's it, O'Connor. That's what it was, man, yeah. Um, no, listen. I will, I, I will double check and get, that, get back to you on the next review. Right? I thought it was O'Connor <laughs> as well, to be fair. And then it's when he said O'Connor, I turned on subtitles. And then after that, I then went to the description of Wikipedia for the episode, and it had O'Connor yeah. there as well. So if anyone knows I for sure, be. put a comment below and let us know either way. Right. Otherwise, I'll find out either way. <laughs> um, we'll see. We, we will come to... You, you mentioned here, um, Gray, uh, O'Connor bragging. Did I miss that part there? Was no, it, because you, you were... Protostar? The, no, the part you missed is you didn't mention Rx Sung. So we're kind of I getting did that miss part. that. You're right. You're right. I yeah. did. I was jumping at. Do you know what it was? It was the Doctor Jacko stuff that completely put me off. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, no. That's a good point. Uh, <laughs> well done, Gray. I know you would do it eventually. Thank you. Um, yeah. Um, it was the lab project. The, when we mentioned augmentation at the start, um, I automatically thank uh, thank thought of soon uh, and and no wonder. It turns out, yeah, it was Dr. Eric Sung played well, by... Well, protégé, so in other words... Well, protégé, not... Students, yeah. students of Eric Sung. Exactly. Did, you, you just you hear know, Sung, don't you? And you go, what do we both uh, think, Gray? We're like, oh, not again. They've done this I don't to want death. It, I, mean, I know. I, I hear this and I'm going like, come on. Now they've mentioned Sung like 90,000 times but, in the last couple of different series. <sighs> we know already. Okay, we get it. Sung was the genetics. You know. it's, it's almost as if Sung was the only guy that played around with genetics back then. So you mean to tell me that back then with Rathacon and all that stuff that happened before, uh, Soong was the guy. Okay, I get it. He was the, he was the guy that uh, was the top of his field or whatever. But, of course, nobody else was doing this. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's too much. So they got to keep on throwing the word Soong around. And the other reason I think, and this is just between, this just on a personal note, and I think you would agree too, when they start saying Soong all the time, they keep on going back to Brent Spiner again, Brent Spiner again, Brent Spiner again. Brent Sp yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah, seen so. enough of Brent Spiner. Brent Spiner's been all over the place. He's been all these Picard season one and two, two, and and now he's going to be back again. And I'm almost going like, please don't. I'm tired of him. Use other characters. So it's just like a... Essentially, man, don't, don't kill Data off if you want to have him in the TV show or the movies more in the future right. but you killed them off so live with it man no they have no, I, I i did a little quick research because i just felt like okay. i needed to know a little more about this and all it was is that they took a lot of this from or the homages are thrown back to uh star trek enterprise another show but um any anyway so soon was in uh or the real doctor or soon brent spiner again was the rogue geneticist that was in Star Trek Enterprise that they refer to in this episode that they that eventually got kicked out of Starfleet and all that stuff. Yep. So that was a little throwback. What I didn't know, though, is the character that we saw in the last two episodes or, or whatever, uh, Barnas Flex, uh, oh, yeah. was a, a, a... I can't pronounce this right. The, 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 Denob the Denoblin, Denoblin Doctor character. Dr. Flox from Enterprise. Right, and apparently that goes back to uh, Enterprise as well. As well as the Zindi. So this all came from Star Trek Enterprise, uh, or the referrals or the homages, if you want. Yeah. And that's just a pet peeve of mine because I didn't like that series much. So I would, I'd rather see homages I'm, to all the other shows. I'm a bit annoyed, Greg, <laughs> because um, I missed out on the fact that uh, Barnus Flex, Barnus Frex is Denobulin. Yeah. I, I thought it was human. I must have missed that. The certain ridges he's got in his face because. Yeah. Um, well, you don't like Enterprise. Uh, it's not my favorite show either. Um, Doctor Flox was one of the sh bright, shining stars in that in that TV show. Mm. He had this was the cross between old medicine and new medicine. So, because it's right. before the original series, there was some things that kids, but modern stuff from now. But they used things like leeches and all that back 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 in Enterprise. Mm -hmm. They didn't have the uh, 
the dermal regenerator. They didn't have that right, at this stage. Right. So he would literally, he had, he was a bit cuckoo, this doctor. He had things all around sickbay. He had like all different animals and little cages that would, for medicinal things, that would actually help out along with some modern science at the same time. He actually, at one point, uh, put off a similar, the, the Borg were in this in enterprise, but they weren't called the Borg at this stage. It was like a prequel thing. He actually managed to stave off uh, being assimilated because he was that intelligent and smart. In a way, he uses some kind of radiation and this kind of cat scanner thing to actually almost kill him as well. But he's a he's a smart cookie. He's wacky. He's funny. And I don't know if they CGI this or he's just augmented himself in real life. The actor when he smiled, I swear to God, the ridges of the smile went up to nearly his eyes. It was a bit freaky, actually. <laughs> he's got a defense mechanism as well. They've got a, like almost like a puffer fish where the face the face goes up like this. It's a bit disturbing oh, as well. Yeah, I've That's, seen pictures of that. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. Looks it's, really no, it's a bit dumb. creepy. But yeah, no, he... We're, we're off track, of course, on purpose. But he was... The Nobulans, they're allowed something like five wives and five husbands and they live forever. And Yeah, yeah, they're part of the Federation, obviously, at this stage. So they're big big key species. Um, so thank you for pointing that out, actually, because mm-hmm. I missed that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, because Silly Trevor went past the important thing... Yeah, so soon... Soon, again, we're sick of them. They've done it to death. They've augmented them. They've brought them back to life. They've killed them off again. It's never-ending. Just leave it be, please, I think, safe to say. Um, Now, moving on from this section here, uh, we were were on the the Dauntless and... uh, uh, Vice Admiral Janeway. Okay, I'll, I'll, you win, great. I'm not real. Jamie doesn't have the same rank. <laughs> okay. Vice Admiral Janeway. Um, her ensign, who I can't remember the name. I can't remember the name. It's, it's a weird yeah, one. I can't either. I think it's the only ensign that's that's referred to on the Dauntless. Um, right. She offers to actually go into the neutral zone because she knows uh, Vice Admiral Jamie can't, nor can she take the ship in. But if she does it herself, it's only hard that it would it would most likely only be on her shoulders. Uh, Vice right. Admiral Jamie's like, no, you don't need to do that kind of thing. Uh, but however, Vice Admiral Jamie, she's a smart cookie. She's thinking, if they're thinking of doing this, the Romulus are probably thinking of doing this. And it turns out she was right. It turns out she was right. They were doing their usual sneak, sneak, and they literally beam onto the Noble Isle space elevator and skydive down to the planet. But at this whole time, Jamie's telling her ensign, like, listen in. I want to know if they are actually going down now. How they can listen in, I don't know, Gray. I think the Romulans are not stupid. I'm pretty sure they're encrypted to hell. Um... I think it was more more along the lines of having telling her to listen in, but yeah, you're right. It's just kind of they wouldn't they would know they would hear of, noise, but it'd be encrypted. Yeah, yeah, you know. So uh, again, this like, is the this is and this is the beginning picking. of the Tal Shiar being like not the Tal Shiar. I mean, we'll get into more of that as we go along. But that's yeah. a good point, Gray. Actually, because Gray will get to that when he's like they're just a bit silly and a bit daft, really, and and because the Tal Shiar are one of the great intelligent. Uh, intelligent organizations in an alpha quadrant and unfortunately they're starting to go downhill before their planet goes downhill i think um but yeah look, diversion so at this stage now gray we um Dow seems to have actually had the implant or the upgrade done now i was kind of hoping to see this is disturbing and dr frankenstein of me if you want i was kind of hoping right. to actually say it but we don't um, his upgrades so far seems to be, and there's it goes there's multiple things, and it goes through many stages. He can now read minds. Now I'm thinking, I'm sorry, that's bullshit. Even if you upgrade no, someone, that's got to be like the betazoids. That's got to be you can't give that to someone with genetics. You're born no. with it, and even then, in Star Trek, I always thought tele- telepathy was a bit far fetched for Star Trek. Don't know if you disagree with yeah, that. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, the only ones that truly supposedly read minds were some really advanced aliens. I mean, really advanced aliens. Otherwise, it'd be more on, on an empathy scale or more of a feeling or a gut reaction. That's beta always, isn't thought. it? They can't read it directly. Right, exactly. They don't know. They just know, oh, you're sad, you're happy. You know? Right, right. Which makes which makes total sense. Yet this augmentation, he comes right out and like, oh, I read your mind. Like, 
Yeah, yeah, come on. Bullshit. I said, I mean, you know, I made a note here. I just said this again, another terrible scene, another piece of bad writing, another juvenile BS. Yeah. Uh, everything's happening just way too easy. No explanations. And I'm like, come on, you, this can't get worse from here. But of course it does. Kid show, Gray. Kid show. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just, I'm winding you up because you always say Yeah, I know. Me. I know. But now it's <laughs> but just annoyed you. the deep end, man. I know, I know. It's just, it's it's just, yeah, it's getting to be too much, and it's not over yet. See, we, we got more to talk about. The beta side thing is interesting because while they can't read minds directly, they feel emotions. We, well, I certainly, and I think people in Star Trek take the piss out of Deanna Troy uh, a lot because if you watch the Picard season three trailer, her one scene, I think, in that is, oh, I can't remember exactly what she says, but I'll paraphrase something like. Oh, I feel yeah, great I feel anger, cousins, sad. Uh, feel, you know, you know whatever. It's yeah. the usual bloody line. How many times has that been done? Is that all she's good for? Right. She, she's good for being right. depressed and great and crash, crashing one of the best starships in Star Trek history. Well done, Deanna. <laughs> uh, no, we love her, Poor really. Deanna. We love her, really, especially in the first couple of seasons with TNG when she was wearing different outfits, but that's a different story. Um, and so were guys that were wearing skirts. Always blew my mind, that thing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, anyway, so... At this stage here, uh, he's reading O'Connor's mind. Um, and the scene is a bit terrible for that reason because he literally is being really immature uh, at this stage now uh, because he, he, does, yeah. he doesn't like him. It, earlier on in the episode, he was daydreaming a little bit of, I forgot to mention this, of uh, uh, O'Connor getting sucked into the basilisk like space yeah. for an airlock because I think he's got a thing for Gwen and Gwen's talking to O'Connor and they're kind of getting cosy for a kid's show, cosy I guess um, so I yeah, mean, I think they're taking a, re- a real thing which means as we've seen through the, through the other episodes that were done much better than this that he has a real you know, he wants to be part of a family because he never had one and yeah. so all that's I get it, I understand it and why he has the identity crisis and why he wants to feel wanted by the rest of his crew, a- a.k.a. his family. But here in this episode, they bring it to ridiculous heights where he acts like a, like an eight-year-old. Yeah, he's going... And, it, it's, <laughs> and he's going... Nye, 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 and all through the episode, I'm like, oh, don't do this, please. You're and supposed to be a mature teenager, a captain of a starship or something, you know? No, they're supposedly, even though they have their moments because they're young, they still haven't acted... Too juvenile. Yeah, here I agree. There. They're actually semi-mature for what, what it is, if you, if you think about it, Greg. Right. But in this episode, it's like, let's all digress to eight-year-olds. Oh, boy. See, we can't yeah, complain so. too much considering what it is, but considering they're being semi-mature until this stage, yeah, I get it. Of course I do. Course yeah. I do. You're right, you're right. Um, so, yeah, uh, first thing he can do is mind read. And he can, he's very agile and stuff. He's doing handstands and you know, gymnast as well. He's clearly a gymnast at the same time. And, and the genetics. Yeah. Um, we both don't like that. Um, we go back to the protostar, and at this point, it's only uh, Zero, Jankum, and Hollow Janeway that are there. Uh, the Romulans managed to sneak in board. God knows why. I mean, Jesus Christ. You don't just sneak in board a high-security experimental starship. I never noted this, but... That's too easy, I'm sorry. All I could think is it's kids and they forgot to lock the, the garage door before they left. Well, I, <laughs> this is the one scene I didn't find that was too unbelievable, only because, again, yeah, they're the Tal Shiar, yeah. and they're good at this kind of stuff. So that part, I could, I could kind of, I can let that slide. Not to mention that because it's a young crew, maybe they still don't know all the, the security, security yeah. protocols. So fine, that, okay, I go along with that one. That, that, was, yeah. that was at least believe, believable. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. The, these um, these Romulan agents, because Gray's got a point here. Um, these Romulan agents, the Telshiar, they come on. They literally, well, it it's stunned at this stage. They literally stun all of them. I, I'm surprised they didn't try and kill them right off the bat. That is interesting. But no, they stun them mm. all because they're not they're not dead later on. Spoiler alert. Um, and they need access to uh the computer. But what were they thinking? They would have got on right. there and. Get straight into the ProStar systems. No, it's, it's, it's that's the one real, real, realistic thing they've done. It's encrypted. They can't get in. They need the captain. They need to get a hold of Dal. Maybe they thought the crew would still be on board. I guess two of them still were. Uh, you know, uh-huh. you, you noted. Um, oh, actually, no. I'm jumping ahead of myself. At this stage here, 
uh, Vice Admiral Jamie is preparing to fire upon the protostar. I don't know if it's because she sees that well, no, she knows the Romulans have actually tried to board the ship or are boarding the ship. But get these um, micro torpedoes. I think they were grey. I've never heard this in Star Trek. Is that just a small torpedo? Is that so it can't be scanned I... by anything? <laughs> What? I mean, I, I'm i assuming that I, I try to think of my, whether I've ever heard of this in Star Trek before. Maybe it has been said before. Um, again, I, I can let that slide, too, okay? Because it's not impossible to say that you can make a much, a much smaller torpedo. So, okay, fine. You know, I, I get it. So, I, so that I can go along with, too. I'm not too, you know, so bent out of shape on that two one. Two of these micro-torpedoes are enough to take out a starship. Unless well, its shields no, were down. She did say that she wasn't going to blow it up. She wanted to disable it. Yeah, that, that's it. true. I think they're smart torpedoes. Oh. I think they're smart torpedoes somehow. They can change and do things last minute, as we'll see. Um, no. I guess apparently they're a lot smarter than this episode, but hey, that's another story. <laughs> a smart torpedo. Where did I seen that before? Voyager. <laughs> Blanatoris' uh, smart missile, the AI one. Um, Greg, uh, you noticed you, you noted something underneath about B.A. Uh, Janeway. Um, now the the the, well, the teenager against her on the Telshiar bit, right? I thought what Vice Admiral Janeway says at this point to be very very prophetic, if you want to call it that, <laughs> to the episode, and she says something that I was thinking about just before she actually said it, you know, during the episode, and she says teenagers against the Romulan Telshiar, and I'm and she's going like you know that yeah good luck right that's how she said that's how yeah. she said it. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, exactly. I said, there's no way the Talshiar can't be this stupid or this inept. You're talking about in 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 Star Trek lore, uh, or if you want to make an equivalent to today, it's the highest uh, secret service type agency. Yeah, the best of the best, like like the Navy SEALs, even, even over Section or, or, 31, I would say, arguably. Right, exactly. I mean, they are the best of the best of the best, um, and yet they look like they're idiots. You know, in this, in in so far, and it gets, and as I said, it gets worse. There's, there's. So Janeway was being very truthful. So I'm going like, so apparently the writers got it, and they and they decide to put a line in there saying that she says, yeah, teenagers against Tom, Romulan Tashir, yeah, good luck, exactly, and yet they just continue to roll with it anyway. Well, this is probably the Tashir or the Romulan species as we know them starting to go down the tube before their planet went down the tube. I mean, that's. Sorry for any wrong. Yeah, but if, I, but, uh, <laughs> but if I remember correctly, I could be wrong, but even when the Romulan uh, homeworld or moon blew up or whatever, and they had these issues where the Romulan, Romulans are now spread across the, the galaxy somewhat, there's still a group, there's still Romulans, and they still have the Tal Shiar. It's still around. And they still have the others. So it's, they have the other ones as well, don't they, Gray? Uh, from Picard season yeah, one. Yeah, I mean, Do you remember it, what they were called. They may be a bit fractured. Right, right. So they may be a bit fractionated, but they're still there. They're still a group. They just don't have a solid place per se. What, what, you know. What, so again, again, even as bad as Picard season two was, the Tal Shiar didn't look as stupid as they do in this episode. No, so, but they were saying and Picard, they were they were there was a level up from the Tal Shiar. I can't remember what they right. were called again. They had a weird ass dodgy name. Do you recall what yeah, it was? Yeah. No, mm. I'm no, not as well. But, yeah. but people listening will probably be able to figure it out. I, I didn't like that angle anyway. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, so we, we, we'll, we'll touch a bit more why the, the Telshire end up being a bit dumb, to be fair, because it gets worse for them, to be fair. Again, kids show it's me. It's kind of like a sickness. Much. They continue to get dumber and dumber as, as the episode goes on. Yeah, so. that's probably. Yeah, the start, you see them. Maybe you go, it's a oh, genetic oh, thing. Maybe they got plant, they planted dumb genes in them. Well, maybe they went to see the doctor, Dr. Jacko, first. <laughs> I was like, can you augment me here? We're going to Dr. Jacko, hee hee, could you uh, make us a bit dumb <laughs> to give the kids a bit of a chance? Um, but yeah, no, uh, uh, Jessen aside, um, the Romulans, so they're, they're, nope, they can't get access to Protostar's computers, so they go back down to the planet um, and they try to capture the crew, but. Dal activates more of his abilities. Before he does that, actually, they're looking for the captain. They go straight for O'Connor. I mean, I would as well. He looks captain material, to be fair. Yeah, he's sure. like a freight captain. So they go towards him, and that's when Dal literally is like, well, you think he's the captain? 
And then he goes, oh, what have I just admitted to them? Right. <laughs> Pointing the phaser right dumb, at him. Right. It was dumb. Um, he activates more of his abilities. Um, there's a, when he gets, so I thought they were doing something like with his genes in terms of gene therapy or whatever. So yeah, that's, that's right. The device is like, really? That seems a bit cheap no, and a bit crap. The whole device was so stupid. That's why he's dodgy, there's I think. A, there's a button on the back of his neck and they just sit there and go like, I'll just push the button and all this shit starts happening. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Come on now. <laughs> that easy. You just push a button and all of a sudden zing. Hey. Again, we're back to the Bugs Bunny stuff. But great. We, like... Out of all his mutations and stuff, the coolest one has got to be his goatee. I mean, if I yeah. can push a button there that gives me a goatee, like a Spock, evil Spock from Mirror Universe, he has this yeah. thing going and he has the tash, but at the start it's just a goatee and I'm thinking... Nice. I wish I had a so, button so to do that. So, in other words, it's it's pushing him through puberty or something. Um, something. Yeah, kinda. I mean, he's voiced some other things are going on that we can't mention. We just, you know. Uh, hey, so the, there is other mutations that we'll touch on just now because Gray touches on a point here. I want to follow up on. Uh, while this whole thing's happening, O'Connor disappears. He goes right since you don't think I'm captain, I'm out here, and that's the last we see of him. So I thought at the start there was something dodgy going on with him. It's not. He's just a pussy. He's a coward, and he does one. We don't yeah, see him again. Exactly. Whatever. That's just a waste of a character, if you ask me. But um, he doesn't want to be in trouble, and he's a he's a two bit <sighs> nothing, and he takes off. He's a ah, he's a pussy. So he's he's off. I don't think we'll see him again. Never know. Waste of a character, really is. Um, yeah. Part of the things that are happening to Dal is he gets in Dorian Ten Eye for one. He gets pointy yeah. ears and starts talking like a Vulcan. Yeah, like everything. Yeah. Uh, it's very logical. Uh, but let's say I point out the mirror verse. Spock is the way he looks. His voice goes kind of weird and dark, uh, dark, deep, like pushing pushing through puberty is great just kind of alluded on <laughs> it kind of probably was it's like do you want to bypass puberty? Beep, there we go uh so great right. gray's not happy this scene you were you were uh you mentioned bugs bunnies got mentioned yeah, I, <laughs> I think most most i think both of us are agree that he's going through augmentations like like again like, like a bugs like, bunny cartoon like going into different faces all of a sudden <laughs> and i'm sitting there looking at this going like oh my lord this is just so stupid and he just goes through these different changes, turning in like growing teeth or growing ears or growing whatever. It's, it's too much. It's just, it's just way, 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 way too much. And it's just like, come on. If I wanted a Bugs Bunny cartoon, I'd watch that. They do it a lot better. But this is not a Bugs Bunny cartoon. Speak, speaking and of... I, and, 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 you go, Greg? Finish? No, go ahead. So you just, you know, I, I made the point. Go ahead. Uh, apologies for interrupting you. Um, it just, you were speaking yeah. of cartoon characters a few times and... I believe, uh, though it's nothing to do with it, you, you do a decent Mickey Mouse uh, grade, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to sneak Mickey Mouse in here. But then again, you never know. They could have thrown that in there, and then they get in a lot of trouble. Though, so. if, you, if you want to hear Gray's Mickey Mouse impression, put it in the comments, and we'll make him do it for our next episode. Or you could just come along <laughs> to Extreme PC UK Discord that we're part of, and he sometimes makes an ass of himself, and he does it on there. So Yeah. There's a perfect Especially excuse when we say goodbye. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He, 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 oh. Anyway, you get you get the picture from yeah. what we're saying. It's just it's increasingly getting dumber and dumber as we go along. It, it, it was. Stuff, it, but here we go. It's a bit wacky. It's about Doctor Wacko. Um, at this stage here, now this is where things got worse with Talshiar and their intelligence genes. The 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 Talshiar are literally chasing the crew. The crew are trying to get back to the protostar. Um, they are going back up the space elevator. Uh, the the fire on the elevator breaking the glass at this stage though they're they're already suited up helmets and stuff on thankfully, um, and Marth sees this. <laughs> Mar Marth sees that Dow's leaking right because the augmentations are going nuts now they're going too much. Uh, this is another thing. Yeah, yeah this, and he I'm leaking. glad you pointed that out. All of a sudden he's like oozing it's, slime and I'm going like, I what's mean, next? <laughs> maybe that's the logical, sensible, the only sensible part of this great if you were mutating that much i think something would start leaking with me as well to be fair so maybe fair play yeah like so everything much. and then you die <laughs> yeah well that's probably what would have happened if they hadn't got to him at the end um no mercy's the, the leakage from him and throws up the hamster bullet <laughs> i just chuckled at this because you know he's supposed to be a goofy little character and even he has limits morph so poor dal's uh uh not not too good. Mars not too good because he sees this. Um, 
the dumbness continues with the Romulans try to jump from one elevator lift to the other. Elevator to the other, right. And one of them slips on Dal's slime right. and falls to his death back down and the planet. Just, I'm just like, what? Again, we're back to the Bugs Bunny falling off a cliff thing. I, uh, you know, it's like, oh! And like, oh, man, come on, you can't. Don't be slipping on slime. Can you do a this good Bugs Bunny as well, Gray? Oh, wait, wait, wait. I did forget, though. It is Nickelodeon, right? And they huh. and they do things with slime all the time. Slime so I masters. guess they had to stick it in the show somehow. No, but they, they don't make the show. They just show it. I'm pretty sure that is. No, I, I understand, but their yeah. name's pretty I may be wrong. I may be wrong. I may be wrong. Um, yeah. So another dumb scene. Time. Slime time. No, no, no. <laughs> so, yeah. Slime's killed one Romulan right off the bat. Uh, dumb scene, we don't like this. Uh, we then, Dal, uh, Dal Gwen's literally using that bit of metal she's got that morphs into anything, and she's using it as a shield, but Rock tells her to put the shield down. I said, why, why, why? Just trust me. Turns out she knows when there's going to be lightning about to hit. Now, first of all, just tell that to Rock and don't go trust me. If you know what the, what your right. plan is, quickly say what it is to give people confidence. But no, Grey notes here, when did she know it was going to happen? Now, very good point, Grey. All I could think is, I don't know if she had a, a pad on her at the time or something, and I don't mean she's incontinent. Uh, constant, I mean, she's got her iPad thing, and she's sitting on this. I think she was using some kind of display to know. Because how else would she know? She wouldn't. Impossible. Maybe not the best. I, I, don't, I don't care if you even have a... a whatever device a tricorder you still or can't whatever. guess it down to that no i mean she sees that he ha- they have metal guns so okay i understand metal guns you know will attract electricity you know whatever yeah. but just because i run out in a lightning storm not that you would ever do this but right out and run out in a lightning storm with a piece of metal like a metal rod in your hand which again would be all pretty stupid but even if i were to do that that doesn't mean i'm going to get hit by lightning the chances of me getting hit of course are are greater yes Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean you're going to get hit. So she he she just goes, oh, he has a metal weapon, so he will definitely get hit by lightning, and it'll happen right now. And then she, so she says, yeah, drop your defenses, uh, uh, Gwen. Just get killed. Why not, Gwen? And then all of a sudden, <laughs> the lightning bolt comes just when Rock said it would, just pretty much, and boom, they you know they get electrocuted. I'm sure those uh, elevator things are made out of metal as well, Gray. And yeah, you can exactly. say the fire the so, cage, but it's open at this stage. It was a very weak way to sit there and solve the problem. But if you're going to use the dumb way to do that, okay, then don't sit there and act like I know when the lightning's going to hit. You just do it anyway. Yeah. You know, like it could have been a very tense scene where they're taking aim at them and and they had them by sights and they were going to you know kill them. And an, and a, an errant lightning bolt came out of nowhere, which would be possible, and ends up killing them. So that would have been fine. But no, Rock's got to go like, oh, trust me, uh, this lightning bolt's going to come out of the sky any minute. It's like, come on, man! I thought you were so, going to do an accent like, for I know. So dumb. So dumb. Scene number ninety-three, right? And it quite just a lot keeps of them. going. It just, it just keeps going. Yeah. Like, like, you ever wonder why their planet went down the tube? It's that's no wonder. And the Federation had to come and try and save their asses. Is there any wonder? <laughs> um, but yeah. So at this stage, uh, Vice Admiral Janeway is she's forced to fire on the protostar. She sees the Romulans. Uh, at this stage, she thinks the Romulans are certainly on board and they're going to take the protostar. Um, mm. But we have the, the the typical storytelling trope where it seems like forever she gets ready to fire, and it seems like the fire the firing thing is on hold for a good few minutes because we then go back to uh, Murph, who I absolutely love this little guy now that he's morphed into God knows what now. He is released on Dal's command. He's like, just let him out, let him out. Dal's struggling here with everything. He's got tusks and he's he's a mess, yeah. man. He's a genetic But he's mess. smart enough to figure out, open a hamster ball. Yeah, because he's going you, you, see, you see Murph go like this and bang it and he's getting angry and he's like a little guard dog. Let him out. He sees yeah. that. Um, Grey liked this because, you know, Murph is an unknown, as Grey notes here. He is at this stage mm-hmm. still. We don't know what he's going to do and he's a bit agitated, so let him out. Uh, and he literally wrecks all the Romulans. It just, yeah. it just absolutely kicks all but their see, asses. Uh, but the, the cool thing about it is, did it, did it look a little cartoony? Yeah, but that's okay because, again, we don't know what he is or what a species he is. We have learned that he's practically indestructible. So 
so this is all good. It's all unknown. So what? So how Murph was able to to grab them and solve the issue? They were totally taken by surprise. They didn't know what the hell this thing was either. Yeah. So it all made. So this was the one of the very few things in this episode that actually more or less made sense. Agreed. So Murph to the rescue, and he basically knocks them all out and, and throws some of them off the elevator or what and other things because he he's morphing into different things, <laughs> uh, you know, and stuff are being stretchy and malleable, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, um, so that was cool. That was fine. Yeah, yeah, we, we love Murph. We we do, and I think there's a lot more to come from actually on what he can do. But what yeah. I found amusing is once he'd finished, he literally launched himself back into the hamster ball and carried on with his little cute awesomeness and little yeah. cute noises he makes I'm like what Gwen literally literally after this says looks up we found our new security officer there which we actually go. was a that was a great line one of the very very few lines in this episode but that was a good one yeah oh, okay that's funny that's, that's cool that's I, funny and cool I agree agree that made sense it gave him a proper place um, I think at this stage everyone's got a proper position type place on the ship which is good yeah um at this stage here uh janeway the uh, vice admiral janeway aborts the, the t- micro torpedo she's firing because uh she sees that the the crew um and that they're they're on board or they're not on board at this stage great it gets confusing at the, it, it was confusing for me too because yeah. they didn't really say i i was assuming that janeway knew at that point that the that the crew was close enough to the sh- to the to the ship, the protostar that they would get, they could possibly get hurt, um, or get on the ship before the torpedoes hit and then be killed. So she had to abort the torpedo. So all that was fine, and all that made sense as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, so, so, well, we're never going to blow up the protostar, not at this stage anyway. Even if they blow up yeah. at the end of the this season, I'll still be angry because it's just bloody came onto the scene. Um, so yeah, uh, she aborts the torpedoes. Um, and I think I was I was literally getting ahead of myself here. Uh, I, I I forgot to mention the Alpha Group, but because he kind of is a little bit like Group Murph, isn't he? That's how I look at him now because he's changed. <laughs> he's more hardcore now. Um, I love the little. Well, so guy. In other words, when, eventually when he starts talking, he's going to go, "I am Murph. I am Murph." <laughs> <laughs> that I works. Can see it now. That works. That works. Um, <laughs> Um, at this stage, uh, Gwen's telling Dal she actually thinks he's better than O'Connor because this is at the stage Gray that Dal's actually you know kind of a bit down and a bit sad about everything that happened, right, right. and she's like, no, but she she plays it in a kind of cool way. She's like, no, O'Connor is cool, yeah, he's he's great, no, but you're better, you know that kind of little pause there. Um, and I note here, Fam- maybe family time, fam- family <laughs> cartoon family time. Yeah, room. Yeah. Um, it seems that I, this bit was a bit weird because they're going up the elevator, almost back at the protostar, and Murph's kind of randomly just deployed himself like a kite. Yeah. Like a, over to, I don't know why, maybe to keep them warm because they've got their helmets well, on. Uh, what What was that about? I think they were, I think they were doing it, or Murph was doing it, which is okay because, again, it's the family. Murph loves his family, and he wants to make sure that nobody falls off this thing. So he just stretches himself. Yeah, I think it's like like, that, in a, right. like in a canopy around the around the capsule or whatever. Yeah, because they've it. got suits on, they'll get helmets and stuff, haven't they? So right, right. Um, at, at this, they, they they do make it back to the proto star. It seems like this space elevator is the longest in the bloody universe because it's going up forever. But they do get back to the proto star in one piece in the end. Uh, Rock is doing our. Uh, She's doing a, a a science log, and she's really happy because she doesn't need to do the security role anymore now that we've got Murph yeah. stepping up. She's really happy. Her first proper science log. Let's not forget, her main love and cause was science. It's just that she was asked to do right. strength things, security things, tactical things, purely because of her size, which is a bit sizist, safe to say. Um, <laughs> so everyone's got the proper position and stuff. Now, as we're wrapping up here, the episode... Um, this was the cool part here that maybe stopped it be less of a score, a score than it was. But at, right at the end, that ensign um, uh, comes into the room that the diviner's in. She's changed accent. She's now got an English accent. You know, turns out she's not who she <laughs> seems she is. Um, Even uh, worse, could have been Scottish, but you know. <laughs> I like that slide. Um, Just ribbing you. <laughs> the, the, she says to the diviner, 
they have uh, I wouldn't be able to, I would not have been able to take it seriously. Um, she tells the viner they've run out of time. She taps something on the table in front of the viner. The table morphs. At this stage, I'm thinking Transformers have crossed over with yeah, Star exactly, Trek, of and yeah. the table turns uh, into Dreadnought. I thought it was a Dreadnought. Dreg- Dreadnought. That the robot Dreg-Nog, from yeah. the start. He's- Remember the big robot right. guy? He looks like the, the one, one from a, Star Wars. The one that supposedly died. Supposedly. It's not the same yeah, one, though. So it's not the same I would, one. I would think it's not, right. No, no. She activates um, something on her neck. Again, it looks like this augmentation thing, but it's not. It's more civilized. Another button. Yeah, Another, click the button, button and everything is, you know. They just called uh, it, They should have just called this episode buttons. Um, but she activates yeah. this, and she turns into the same species as uh, the Diviner. I don't recall what that is. But now... I thought this was cool, this little bit here, but um, you're talking about the benefit of the doubt here, Gray. Um, you, did you like this bit at the end? Did you not like this bit at the end? Um, I had some trouble with it because I, but again, I want to preface this by saying I'm giving the benefit of the doubt since we don't know what the next episode is yet because it's not out yet. But based on just what I'm seeing, I didn't, I was trying to, trying to figure out now how did the Ensign get away with being on the Dauntless this long? Because apparently it seems like she has a bit of a rapport with Vice Admiral Janeway. So I'm sitting there thinking like, all right, so then, you know, she's been with Starfleet for a little while. So, but then all of a sudden she's one of these, one of the diviners race from the future. And I'm going like, this just just doesn't make sense. It's not, it's not adding up. And it's, it's, again, I'd look at it as being another writing problem, making things too easy and just, just kind of like, yeah, let's go with this idea. Well, how are we going to explain this one? Well, it doesn't matter. Just do it anyway. And that's the impression I got. I get it's too easy again. We have the stupid button in the back of her neck thing again, which is just, I, I just, I'm getting really tired of this thing. Like, oh, because we're from the future, I can push a button and turn into, you know what? I mean, this, to me, these are writing crutches. Don't, don't sit there and, and just, and make everything so believable because, just because they came from the future. I mean, come on. Catch so it, I just, last time I was Yeah, I mean, last time. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm just like, you know, come on, this is just I, silly. I, it's just like the whole episode is like this, and, and all the way to the end, it's like this. Now, if they come up with a with a really good reason of how all this came to be uh, by the next episode or whatever, fine, I'll eat my words a little bit on this. But it just, again, just seems to be the theme of the whole episode. Everything is way too easy. Everything is not thought out. Everything is not explained right. Everything that's done seems to be just We'll just write this garbage and just hope that then just figure that everybody will fall for it. I mean, wow, man. If, if you're going to sit there and write a show, one of the things that I think that's impressed uh, me and I think you too, Trev, is the fact that it's a pretty, up to this point anyway, it's been a pretty well-written show. And yes, there's scenes here and there that are a little, you know, I hate to use the word juvenile, but, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to say a little cartoony or whatever because i get it it's a it is a show meant for younger audience so i so i let some of that stuff go but they don't sure. they don't drown they don't drown you with it though yeah they just do it here and there and you just kind of like eh, you know whatever but now this whole episode the entire thing was all this garbage it's just with the same junk over and over again cartoony stuff bugs bunny kind of stuff uh idiot writing uh making looking at things that just just don't make any sense whatsoever no explanation. I mean, the whole episode from top to bottom is like this. And so I come up to my rating and I only give it a 5 out of 10 because it's just, you know, I mean, it's the first uh, bad episode, I guess, out of everything we've seen. I've seen yeah. so far, yeah. I think. We'll, let, we'll give them that. Yeah. You know, so they did make it through whatever, 14 episodes before they got to this stupid one. I just hope this isn't a trend. It's not going to be a Exactly, because I would hate that. Because the thing happened, the same thing happened to uh, to Lower Decks, because Lower Decks' last three shows were awful, and it just it they went from the real high and this went like this, and I just hope this doesn't happen with this show, because then we're in for some more dumb shows to come. It, it may get worse next week. The episode we could have instead of Dow getting augmentations, it could be. The Proto Star has augmentations. What I mean by that is Hitchhiker's <laughs> Guide to the Galaxy and whatever they call that drive, where it morphs into many different things. Yeah, it could go outside. And hey, hey, we don't know what next next week's episode's about because we haven't seen it. It's in the future, but you know who does mm-hmm. know? 
the diviner and that ensign because they're from the future they know what next week's episode oh, of course yeah or so they know what's going to happen um so I in give, other words they're writing they're writing they're the writing show, it man. they're writing it yeah <laughs> um i give it a six out of ten i usually go slightly <laughs> higher than gray because gray's a it's a very tough customer to please and right and rightly so um six out of ten for me five out of ten for gray it wasn't amazing i had some funny moments but Hopefully next week is the last five episodes it's coming down to. Uh, we'll get them. That'll go into just the new year, I think, after the year before it finishes. Mm. Um, no break scheduled. So, yeah, we'll wrap up there. Uh, not an amazing episode. Hopefully it's just a one-off. We'll do the usual call to arms, please. Uh, of course, um, please always put comments. But that's the most... That's sometimes more important than the thumbs up and the subscribe because we like to hear people's opinions. If they don't like something or they do like something, mention it. We 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 would actually we do one-offs and specials as well. So uh, if you've got ideas as well for that, let us know. Um, you can catch us on the Trekway on Twitter um, and on all good audio plot, uh, podcast platforms because we're on that as well. Uh, take the audio from the, this video and stick it on there. Um, and then you can join Gray and I and our two of our other colleagues on. Gray's po- uh, podcast, which is Gray's Green Room. He does that once a month. There's an episode just up, actually. We're talking about yep. a bunch of things. You can get Gray as well on uh, Gray's Green Room on Twitter. Uh, he's available on YouTube as well now, as well as podcasts and platforms. Um, and then lastly, but not least, we do a gaming pod, um, along with our colleague Nick, um, every Thursday, or most Thursdays anyway, called uh, Extreme PC UK. If you go to their website, there's a Discord link in there. And you can go into our entertainment corner and talk all things entertainment and, of course, Star Trek. That's allowed in there, too. I may pay a tenner to them each month to get my own Trekway room, or maybe I won't. I don't know. <laughs> you never paid them a tenner, so let's let's see how that goes. Anyway, right, digress. Oh, no, I did. Did, I did. you? You're actually doing it. Oh, even you don't get away with it. Oh, no. Yeah, I, want, I, I want to, you know. After, want to be, do my uh, fair share kind of thing he's not he's not abusing admin powers at all good that's what i like to agree uh okay so yeah no thanks for that great it was a difficult one we've managed to record for over an hour despite it not being one of the better episodes so what can i say thanks great we'll wrap up there we'll see you guys next week uh until then do your thing great bye bye see you later bye bye